0: views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers.
1: You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.
0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Everybody, welcome. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio uh, to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. What an exciting time we had last weekend at the Northwest Women's Show. It was absolutely one of the best shows ever. Yeah, uh, We did close to 30 hours of live radio from the floor of the Northwest Women's Show. I mean, if you can imagine, at one point, we're sitting in our our booth. We have a double booth over there, and you couldn't see across the aisle. There were so many people, mostly women and children, but however, there were a few men here and there. It was a fun, fun time, uh, you know, had by all, and it's so great to see people coming out again. And in that, in those kinds of numbers, and and sort of being in the world again, what an amazing time all of us had! And I want to thank all of the hosts all on Transformation Talk Radio, the guests that participated, and all of you that tuned us in for the entire weekend. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, today uh, is a great show. It's a it's a wonderful, wonderful way for me to be reminded of truly how wonderful we are you know, what the trials and tribulations of life might be on days that we have no idea things might show up and happen for us. And, you know, my guest today has been through the fire, as some people will say. She is a symbol of hope and strength, as so many have said, dedicated her career to helping people move ahead in their lives, transform, change, change, raise up, whatever you want to call it. This is her vision, her mission, and her passion. She has helped people move through fear, through challenge, through change, loss of light, uh, and, and loss of happiness. There are so many things that, you know, there is out there in the world. The question is, you know, what is it that makes Lucinda extremely passionate and present to say yes to a career and a life that helps people stand up for themselves and say yes to the to the amazement of their lives. She is a best-selling author um, from Panic to Power, and beyond all of that, you know, Life Without Limits is also an amazing testament to what we can do in this world. For me, it is a great conversation because we get to talk about the tough stuff, but we also get to talk about what it takes to move beyond it. She's been on Oprah, The View, Regis, um, uh, Hour of Power. She's been on so many television and radio shows and shares her story, her gifts, and her passion with the people out there. Listen, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for for joining us. I'm happy to be here. You know, truth be told. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. As as my uncle would say, bada bing, bada bam. There we go. Uh, Do we even understand truth these days and i'm asking this question because (laughs) this is so funny i'm asking this question because this is something that i contemplated for a really long time you know i spent absolutely spent seven years if you can imagine in a doctoral program studying truth and promises and and i i'm confused about it but it's so important what is it about us that is so hungry for for truth these days well,
2: I think we live in a very commercialized world and manipulative world as it is. And just because of the times we live in, it's extremely competitive. Uh There's so much, uh, you know, that we, unfortunately, like social media is a wonderful thing and it's a bad thing. You can get on yeah. the Internet now and... And look up anything you want, and and a lot of it's true, and a lot of it's not, and and that's you know unfortunately what we're dealing with, and I also think as a result of the economy that we're we've all been struggling with for the last four years, um, a lot of people have gotten a lot more untrustworthy because there are a lot of desperate people out there. So, I know too with myself, um, I have a hard time trusting anyone uh, at, at this stage in my life just because. I'm somewhat successful, um, you know. I'm a, a quasi-celebrity, and there are people that look at that and and just, you know, um, I don't I don't know if I want to use the word envious or whatever, but so that's a good word. Yes, that's, that's, I don't a, want to say jealous, word. but envious. Yeah. And so, when something bad happens to someone, they kind of go great, and, and it's it's unfortunate because, and it's not just a famous person, but it's um, it, you know, it's. It, I think we've all been. Um, guilty of looking at someone else at some point and saying gee I wish I had their marriage or I had their their family or I wish I had their job or I wish I had their health or their looks or whatever you know and 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 for most of us you just keep that to yourself and you maybe use it as motivation to make yourself a better person or emulate them but for some people what they unfortunately do is is, is hurt people. And so I think we live in a world where unfortunately, especially I live in Los Angeles, when I call someone to come out and fix my heater, you know, they're gonna charge me $100 just to come out, and then they're gonna probably tell me I need $2,500 worth of work, whether I do or not.
0: Uh-huh. And
2: I, you know, you just don't know who to believe anymore about anything. And even I happen to be 56 years old, I'm out in the dating, dating world again. And it's hard to trust the men I meet to date. I'm like, well, what do you really do for a living? And how long were you really married? And why really did you get a divorce? And I'm like, ah, you know. And and when it get, you know it gets this, we're in such a crazy world anymore. We have we have teenagers stealing from their parents. We have relatives borrowing money from their brothers and sisters and never paying it back. We have, you know, employees and employers that that can't be trusted. And and, you know, even our own, I hate to say it, but the thing, the reason I wrote Truth Be Told, which is my memoir of success, of suicide, mm. and survival, is because really, you know, we have to bring mental illness and suicide out of the closet. Absolutely.
0: So, and, Absolutely.
2: And, and, and that, to me, is a truth that really needs to be told because the reason all these people are running around committing suicide, there are four an hour. Or the or creating committing these heinous acts of crime like blowing thirty five kindergartners away isn't because of gun control. It's because they're mentally ill. And and we are not treating the mentally ill. The way we treat the mentally ill in this country is crazy. Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Uh, Crazy is not the word. And guess what? You and I have a lot in common. That's why I was so thrilled to be talking with you. You know, my mom, when I was 17 years old, my mom committed suicide. Oh, my
0: God. Now, think
1: about it. She had one attempt, right, that failed. Nobody paid attention. Had a second attempt and figured, you know what? I'm just going to light this place on fire.
2: You know know 50% of the people that kill themselves... Have attempted before. So that's extremely normal, you know. And suicide's not normal, unfortunately. And for you as a 17 year old, I I mean, it had to devastate. It's ruined, I mean, I'm sure it ruined 3, 4, 5, 20 years of your life in different ways, but I'm still, it's still eating at you, I'm sure to this day.
1: But, you know, you and I have done something really, I think, really special. We are speaking about it. We have come out. And I want to tell you, I'm so glad to be talking with you about this topic. You have no idea. And and we're going to share our listeners why in a minute. But what you just talked about in our society is crazy. Now, here's the thing that no one's talking about. And, And, you know, honestly... I turn on the TV, I don't watch TV, listen to much at all, but I flipped on the TV getting ready to put on my music station this morning and they have, they are making this event, this guy that stood on the Senate floor for I don't know how many days or whatever he did over a drone attack and we can't get anybody to talk about mental illness and what's happening in this country. All ages. The elderly are one of the most compromised. I don't know if you knew this, but if you're 65 and you are not fit, you pretty much are going to go into an institution without many people saying much to you.
2: Well, and the truth is uh, the number one cause of death in men over 65 is suicide. And and the unfortunate truth is since 2011, the um, the states, the United States has cut more than $1.8 billion for mental health resources. And, and when you think that someone's kill, four people kill themselves every hour, um, it's, it's just, you know, the thing that really makes me sick, and the reason I wrote this book, here, hey, I'm Lucinda Bassett, I had money, I had, uh, access to really great health care. I put my husband in a mental health uh, facility, by the way, and that wasn't easy to do. No, the, it's the irony not. There is they have to be in danger to themselves or others. Well, how do you prove that? Well, listen, but when they kill themselves or they kill somebody else, then you can bring him, and put him in the hospital. It's like, are you kidding me? I mean, they don't say that, but that's almost how hard it is to get someone put in the hospital. Then they keep them for three days send them home on a cocktail of medications, many are antipsychotics mixed with antidepressants or or mood disorder pills, and and they send them home to a family who has no idea how to work with this person or manage the person, and the person doesn't want to take the pills. They hide them in their pillows. They flush them down the toilet, and here you have this overwhelmed exhausted family because they've been dealing with an aggressive bipolar or whatever it is schizophrenic person now they're supposed to manage their meds and and it's like give me a break and so you know we're out there saying well why did that why did that 25 year old Shoot, shoot, you know, 20 people at, the, at that college? Why'd the country singer shoot herself in the chest? Why'd that beautiful 22-year-old designer jump off the bridge? Why is someone throwing themselves in front of an Amtrak train in L.A. once a day? You know, why are people taking rifles and shooting people in malls? It's because they're mentally ill, and there's nowhere to put these people, and they're not getting help, and it's not their parents' fault, and it's not even their fault. It's the the system's fault. The system is broken. And until we embrace mental illness the way we embrace cancer and we say, hey, look, this is a disease and it needs to be treated, if you would put these people in a facility for six months to a year where they are titrated on the right medications and stabilized and they're getting intensive therapy, I'm convinced most of these people and definitely my husband would be alive today.
1: Well, I agree with you completely. And, and more than that, we're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to talk about what the underpinnings of this story really are about. And, you know, if you're watching television right now and you're listening to this show and you're watching the conversation about a senator that's standing on, you know, the, the, the floor talking about whether or not we should use drones, please write your government. Please write your congressmen. Please write your senators and tell them to stop eating the damn chocolate bar and let's start talking about what matters in this world. We're going to take – oh, I'm fired up. We're going to take – ah, I'm going to have – my blood pressure going. (laughs) We're going to take a short break. Why? Because we have got a lot to talk about. Truth be told, by to Bassett joining me here today, you know, there are books and then there are movements. This is really a call to action, folks. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. (laughs) Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Awesome Connections with Madeline. This is Madeline Derwin.
1: This is Saskia Roel. You're listening to Your Soul Guidance with me on Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, you guys. This is Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Success and Empowerment Radio.
0: Hello, and welcome to Alive and Shine, Thread and Savitri.
1: Hello. Welcome. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Peggy Parker, and you're listening to Simple Solutions for Everyday Health. Hi, everyone. I'm Christine Epchurch. And I'm Sabrina Fritz. And you are listening to Authenticity Rising. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jeff Weaver, and you are listening to Dialogue Radio on Transformation Talk Radio.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to Fire It Up with CJ. Transformation Talk Radio, a higher consciousness perspective. Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in, TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there.
0: Welcome back to The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basili.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, for more information about us, go to thedrpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, uh, for those of you out there, um, this is a story that you're going to want to share with your friends and with your family. You know, it, it this is an inspiring story, but it's also a call to Lucinda Bassett, you know, the author of Truth Be Told. We're going to be talking about this right now. And for those of you that don't really, are not familiar with the story around this, you know, this is going to be some information for you that you you need to be taking notes about this and understand that this affects billions of people. Lucinda, thank you for joining me here today. Thanks you for know, having me. Let's talk with, and you and I were talking about a couple of different things during the break. But you know, let's talk about what what this this is the book, why this is important uh, for people to understand, and for you to share this memoir. You know, because folks are thinking, oh, just this one or that one. No, no, no. It's a lot of people going through this stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the the story behind the book.
2: Well, you know. Um I've written three books before this, and they're all self-help. And uh, I, I'm an expert in treating anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And 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 my husband took his life. And so the irony of that there, you know, that itself. And there, as you were talking about, as we were talking about earlier, there was some guy who writes blogs about people, and he put a blog up about my husband's death. That's completely a lie and all untrue, and and mm-hmm. yet I can't take it down. And that's the problem with the internet. And my son, who had lost his father to to suicide, found it on the internet when he was trying to do his homework at sixteen years old, and just lost it. He lost it. Mom, make them take that down. And I, there's nothing I can do. And and so. I couldn't even and for for 2 years tad I couldn't even talk about my husband's suicide. Mm. Someone would say, "Well, how did your husband die?" or ask my daughter who's at Georgetown University, "How did your dad die?" And you want to say, "What gives you the right to ask how my husband died?" And I mean, I I mean for 2 years I couldn't, for two years I couldn't even breathe. I mean, my children were devastated. My son was vomiting so bad he had to, he had to be homeschooled. Okay? My daughter couldn't function. I was a wreck. I thought, and mine wasn't just the suicide. My husband left, left us financially devastated. I was forced to sell my company in a down economy that I created. Um, my brother died two months after my husband and then my mother died. So I, I wrote this book for several reasons. One is in honor of my husband's life so that people know who David was and, and why he died and also in honor of my children so that they understand the story clearly. But but also when I went looking for help a book, anything to help my family deal with losing a loved one to suicide, I couldn't find anything at that time in the form of a book. That I could hand them or that I could read that gave me hope. I mean, there were a lot of books that were very depressing, but there was nothing that said, you will survive. You are the victim. You will get through this. There is a light at the end of this very dark tunnel. So I sat down last year and decided it was time to tell the time the truth be told. You know, not only about about his suicide but about mental illness suicide in general what i went through and you and i were talking during the break yeah. i'm lucinda bassett and i did have the financial wherewithal to help my husband and the connections professionally and he still took his life and, and what it made me think of you know what about susan smith who's sitting in you know Fremont, ohio who doesn't have any money at all who maybe is bankrupt because of her husband's illness Who maybe, you know, doesn't have connections to a hospital. Who may be on welfare. How does she get help for a husband who's suicidal? Try getting a psychiatrist to work with your husband who's suicidal. None of them want to touch him because of the liability issues. So, I mean, it's a very, very difficult thing. And I wrote this book, it, I wrote this book for so many reasons, but to the listeners out there if you 've ever been through challenge, change, and loss of any kind, you will really be inspired from this book if you 've lost someone to someone to suicide, I think this book has the potential to give your your life back and the hope of in your life back. I, I also tell the story of growing up in a very dysfunctional family with an, a severely alcoholic abusive father and um, And that was a pattern of men that I dated before I met David.
0: Uh
2: There's a whole story there that's mind-boggling. And then I was sexually abused as a child in a very bizarre way. I never talked about it until this book. And, And that's important, too. For me, this is very cathartic for me because, you know, I really felt I needed to sit down and tell the world, hey, there was this little girl who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks with an alcoholic abusive father who went on to become Lucinda Bassett. You know, an anxiety and depression expert And I've worked with over a million people and I finally lived the American dream I I met David I had a beautiful family and then it all came crashing down I mean I lost my sister to cancer I lost a brother to alcoholism I lost my father to alcoholism there's a lot of pain and tragedy in my life and then I lost my husband to suicide my my other brother to alcoholism and my mother died a year later and I had to and I had to sell my company in a down economy and if I can get through all of that and turn around and say, not only did I survive, but I am thriving again, then so can people who are listening. So don't yeah. give up.
1: Yeah, and I think really this is the conversation, you know, for a lot of folks. I mean, you and I have some similar, we have some similarity in our paths. You know, I, I had lost at one point every woman that had ever meant anything to me my mother, my sister. Died shortly after that, my stepmother, uh, my mentor, and I thought, you know, I thought it was an Italian curse. Right, I've, I've said I that. Thought, to, I think I'm cursed. I remember saying right, that. Myself, myself, right, right, yeah. right. But here's the thing that I was struck by, uh, and this is this is really in, in reading the book and talking with you. Here we are. I don't know. Some people say maybe two decades after, you know, the our values changed in this country. Let me talk about what I mean for a minute. Values, and I want love. For you to weigh in on this. You know, yeah, my folks grew up with you work hard, you get a pension, and you get benefits. They did grow up with that. And for half of my career, I grew up with that. But in the 1990s, those kinds of commitments from employers changed. Right. We created a level of vulnerability and insecurity in this country. That people had never experienced before. You know, it wasn't like the it wasn't like the the depression, right? Where where oh, Wall Street crashed and this and that. It was just simply we're not we never made this promise to you, and we're not going to fulfill it. And so we've gone through a couple of decades now and took those people. And grandchildren of those people. So we've passed on, haven't we, this, this idea of being insecure, of being scared, and not knowing what to believe. And how do we figure, Lucinda, that that's not going to take some kind of toll on people? I I don't get, I don't get how we figure that kind of insecurity about food and shelter. I don't know how we get that that's not going to affect people.
2: You're exactly right. And, and, and there, As you said, you know there used to be a time when you worked for a company for 30 years. You had retirement. You knew you had health insurance for the rest of your life. Once you retired, those days are gone. and, And a lot of those companies are gone. I mean, you know, it's it's my company. You know, I had 100 employees. I sold it, and it's down to like five. And I don't I don't I don't work for Midwest Center for Stress and Anxiety anymore. I'm doing my own thing. But the point is, you know things change and the, the, the world that we're living in today a lot of people work independently or they work from home and a lot of people it's shocking to me how many people don't even have health insurance okay and so what you have is a lot of a lot of people who have who are living on limited income, how do they go out and help their nineteen year old son who's mentally ill when they can't get health care coverage for it? And even if they do go out and get help for them, it's limited. And then they put the and as I said, you know, you put these people on these medications and how is a stressed out mother of four who's um, you know, living on who knows what, thirty thousand a year, supposed to help her nineteen year old who's on three different drugs stabilize and make sure that he's taking his medication And then at this whole, I'm telling you, I'm so, I'm so frustrated in past, I mean, this whole thing about gun control, it's like, yes, if we, If we pass a law that says mentally ill people can't buy guns, oh that will help a little bit. But let me tell you something right now. If a 15 year old or a 50 year old decides they want to shoot themselves with a gun and they're legally not allowed to buy one, they'll go out and buy one in 10 minutes. So that's really not going to solve the problem. You know, let's, the problem's being, it's, it's, the problem is that our country doesn't do anything to help a person who's struggling with mental illness. And that really, really needs to change. And and, you know, and it's, it's, it's something that's really, really Possible to change, but it must start at home. You, as a family member or a loved one or a best friend, you were telling me, what, you know, one of your good friends, you have to be. You have to be really, really aware when someone starts talking about oh, my life isn't worth anything, yes. or maybe I'm going to take my life. That's a red flag, and yes. you have to be very proactive and involved and know what the symptoms are, and then you've got to step in and try to really be, you know, an advocate for their health and their and saving their life.
1: Don't you think, Lucinda, there's something else you and I talked about, and I think, well, let's mention this before the break, and let's get into this more when we come back. You know, we have, we have disempowered ourselves in, when we're in the face of doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists. We, we literally say, I am dumber than they are, and we turn everything over to them. You yes. know, inclo- and, and this is something we do, and we don't question and we don't challenge. We don't you know, ask th-
2: questions. That's a really, really important point, and that's when I say, you know, be very assertive. Be very involved. That's what you got to, you know, I, but I've always been, I don't, I'm one of those people, I, don't, I color outside the box anyway, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in there and fight, I'm a fighter, I'm going to say I don't agree with you and I told you during the break, what really upsets me is that I wanted my husband on lithium because it worked for his grandfather and they wouldn't put him on lithium, they put him on other things I'm not going to mention that made him worse and often antipsychotics and even antidepressants can make people worse instead of better and and some of them will create suicidal tendencies in people who are su- suicidal. It's just crazy, and when I went to them and I said, I want him on lithium, they wouldn't put him on lithium, and, and, and I'm convinced to this day if he were on lithium, he would be alive, and so you really have to get in there, get aggressive, and be an advocate, and even when you do, it's still not easy, and that's something we need to talk about.
1: We're going to talk about that when we come back because, you know, this is this is not a simple, isolated situation. There has been a ripple effect out in the world, folks. And, you know, it is so important that people like Listen to Bassett come out in the world and talk about this, that I talk about this. You know, we have both been affected by loss, uh, by suicide, uh, by abuse. And here's the thought I want to leave everybody with and we'll talk about when we come back. Think for a minute. What is the effect on on the children of folks? Then what is the effect on those children's children? If you think this has not been a ripple effect that has been festering over the past couple of decades, please think again. This is not going to go away. This is something that each and every one of us must pay attention to. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, my very special guest, to Bassett. And when we come back, we're going to make sure you have our website, know how to get our book, uh, and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: There's a great hunger in this world for new lines of thought. Because everywhere you look, they say that joy can just be bought. So please come and set aside some time to relax from frenetic. Transform your life. It takes a while, but results are magnetic. We aim to grasp the best in life and track the ways we grew. The how, the why, the what, wherefore, all this we share and do. But every now and then, we hope that you will share right back. Transformation Talk Radio wants you to hop on track. So calling all hosts, tall and small, of every size and hue, There's nobody we'd rather have to tell your tale than you. And if you have a tale to tell of how your life is changing, we'd love to hear you on the line say how you're rearranging. So run, don't walk, to call us now. We'll set you up and show you how.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Join our radio family. Send us an email, host at transformationtalkradio.com or call 1-800-930-2819. Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Cosmic awesome Connections with Madeline. This is Madeline Gerwig.
1: This is Saskia Oel. You're listening to Your Soul Guidance with me on Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, you guys. This is Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Success and Empowerment Radio.
0: Hello, and welcome to Alive and Shine with Savitri.
1: Hello. Welcome. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Peggy Parker, and you're listening to Simple Solutions for Everyday Health. Hi, everyone. I'm Christine Epchurch. And I'm Sabrina Fritz. And you are listening to Authenticity Rising. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jeff Lineweaver, and you are listening to Dialogue Radio on Transformation Talk Radio.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to Fire It Up with CJ. Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Um, uh, truth be told, a memoir of success, suicide, and survival. It is a phenomenal book. But the story and the conversation is uh, is absolutely a call for epic change in the world of how we see mental illness, how we treat mental illness, and what we do to help the families of folks that are dealing with this. And honestly, Lucinda, thank you. Before we uh, continue, I would love for you to give out your information, how people can get a copy of the book and find out about the work that you do.
2: Okay, well, um, the book, it's Truth Be Told, A Memoir of of, um, Success, Suicide, and Survival. And I'm Lucinda Bassett, obviously. And if you go to, you can go to Barnes & Noble and order it directly. And I believe they're offering a, a, a limited time discount. You can go into the store and get it. Um, and also go to my website. My website's full of videos and some great information. And um, it and my and I'm offering a free webinar when you buy the book. If you go to my website, I'm doing a webinar on the 16th, and you can get a free uh, you can attend my free webinar, which is uh, uh, available when you purchase the book. If you buy it through the web too, if you just go to my website, my website is Lucinda Bassett-truthbetold.com, and you have to put the hyphen there.
1: Oh, or for those of you out there, if if you want to just Google her, just go ahead and Google Lucinda Bassett, and you will be taken to a lot of information. Um, you know, we were talking before the break about a number of different things, and I said that this is really a call to action, you know, and that uh, there is a ripple effect that is happening in, uh, in families all across this country. Uh, and the ripple effect, uh, you know, that I was talking about had to do, with time after time after time after time of having something going on in your family, someone in your family being mentally you know, ill, not well, and not much being done with it. And here we sit today, you know, on the edge, and we don't even know the questions to ask. And I want to ask you, what are some of the most critical ahas that you've had Along the way with your own personal experience, but even now out in the world talk, telling the story Well, I think
2: if you're talking specifically about uh, someone that you love and what are, what are some of the symptoms that we need to look for, is that what you're talking about or do you yes. want, okay. I think that's
1: a great place to start.
2: All right, well I know you know you know you know the people you know and you know yeah. your children, you know your wife, your husband, your mother, your loved ones, your friends. So when you see a change in their behavior, And and that happens, everybody gets anxious, everybody gets depressed, everybody goes through periods of withdrawal or depression. That's normal, okay? What's not normal is when it continues. So like for my husband, he, he was, people say to me, well, didn't you know he was bipolar? Well, we we knew his grandfather was. His grandfather, as I said, was hospitalized for 25 years, tried to take his life five times. When they finally put him on lithium at 70, he came home, believe it or not. His aunt did take her life. And so, first of all, if you have a history of suicide in your family that's already a red flag because there are pe- there's not a gene for suicide but they do believe it is genetic and it's probably what what's genetic is probably bipolar or clinical depression that's associated with and often a pre you know uh, it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's
1: yeah, it's it, a pre-existing. It's, has, it, it's yeah, a predisposed. Yeah, before, before the suicide. Yeah, being so, predisposed.
2: Yeah, so so if your if your family has a history of someone who's either attempted suicide or is bipolar, uh, then or 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 there is suicide, that's a red flag. If the person that that's in your life that you love suffers from clinical depression or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, 90% of the people that commit suicide have a mental illness. I think it's higher. I think it's everybody. I don't think yeah. any sane person is going to jump off a bridge or take a gun to their chest. But And then what are the symptoms? Well, if someone that you know or love Um, continues to be more and more withdrawn, if they go into a depression they can't get out of, if they become extremely antisocial, if they can't sleep, if they become agitated, if they have feelings of helplessness and hopelessness, if you see a change in their behavior and their personality in the way of like obsessive worrying and anticipatory thinking about the future or what is thinking, if they become paranoid. My husband got to the point where he was always agitated, he was very very, Paranoid, he thought there was a conspiracy and someone was trying to steal our, our business. You know, if they get to the point where you can tell um, they they're getting their affairs in order, I mean, you know, uh, then they're running around trying to take care of things just in case of something like they might not be there. You know, extreme mood changes. Another big one is if they're not taking care of themselves physically. In other words, maybe they're not showering it that often. They're letting their hair get dirty. They're not changing their clothes. These are all symptoms that something is wrong and then you take them to the doctor and it's, you could start with your family doctor but you have to get into a psychiatrist and you want to work with a psychiatrist who works with people who are suicidal. And, and, and If you start with your family physician, he will probably know someone who specifically works with that. You can call your, your mental health association, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. But, you know, that's honestly, that's not the, the best help because really what you really need to do, and, and if they're saying, I'm going to kill myself, and if, if, they have, if they are a danger to themselves or others, okay, you can take them to the hospital and you can get them put in a psych unit for three days. But what you might want to do if they're really seriously, seriously considering suicide is get a petition for guardianship and this is something that you, it takes a little more effort and you probably have to hire a lawyer for and say, here, here we go again with money. And what that does is it gives you the right to treat them, this 30-year-old man, like he's 15 again and you have control over their health care and you can and really, you know, take control of of their lives until they're stabilized. But it, 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 I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I should talk about honesty, okay? Yeah, let's t- do it. It's a tough freaking path. Yes, you know, it is. I I did everything I could, and you and I talked, and I, I can't remember if I said this on the air, but I don't think I did. I mean, I had my husband, the best psychiatrist in L.A., the the one that we finally and, and they kept passing him around like he was a, a science experiment. And finally, I sat in the office on a rainy Friday, and I said to his latest psychiatrist, He needs to be on lithium, he needs to be on lithium. It worked for his grandfather, they had him on other things, and he's like, what are you? you? Who do you think you are, Lucinda, a psychiatrist? And I said, no, I'm his wife, and I'm a, I understand these medications, and what he's on is making him sick. And he said, David, do you know the side effects of him? I said, why don't you tell him the side effects of what he's taking right now, because right. it's making him worse. And then the guy leaned in and said, David, are you going to kill yourself? And he said, no way. And the next morning, he went up into the mountains and shot himself. And by the way, let's talk about gun control. My husband was an avid gun collector and a, and a marksman, and he understood how, how to operate guns. And I had his best friend come and take every gun out of the house. They were all locked up. Every single gun was taken out of our house. And how did he kill himself? With a gun. Where did it come from? I don't know. But he found it. And and so so much for gun control. And if there wouldn't have been a gun in this house, he would have gone and. Found, and by the way, his first attempt was 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 with medication. There are a lot of people that have guns in their homes that would never attempt suicide. And a lot of people who own guns hang themselves or jump in front of trains. It's not about the gun, it's about the person's mental health and with the proper treatment. With early diagnosis and then you being a strong strong advocate for your family member, there's a chance you can get them help. And because here's the, the really interesting statistic. These people can survive, and they can be helped. Now, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, heart, to, to help someone who's schizophrenic, but if they stay on their medications, you know, and schizophrenics aren't the ones who are killing themselves. It's typically bipolar and clinically depressed people.
1: That's Those right. Of, I think this right. is a really good point to make here. Uh, you know, we should say that you should say this again, Lucinda, because what's happening is, you know, the, our pop culture and television are are sensationalizing the whole schizophrenic psychopathic thing and lumping every all those together but those you're right that's no. not where the suicides are happening
2: no and and, the, and here's the thing it's, it, you know untreated depression is the number one cause for suicide that's fact, and and when we talk about untreated depression, we're talking about depression and also bipolar disorder, and and the thing is, that is those those are the leading causes of suicide. Schizophrenia sure is a mental illness, and there are schizophrenics who commit suicide. But the, the interesting thing about schizophrenia is that many times schizophrenics can live their whole life. On, on medications and can and can be somewhat functional. Okay, they they can live in in assisted living, and you know there are different ways a schizophrenic can live their life. But the people that kill themselves are typically people who suffer from various types of depression. So if you can treat depression and and bipolar, let's talk about that for a minute because yes. bi- bipolar disorder is is a very different type of of it's it's mania and depression, and and it and and when people go through their life, and that's usually genetic and when you're bipolar that means that there are, there are days or years when you may be manic that means you're very hyper you could be happy you might spend money that you don't have you might be able to think, you might have grandiose thoughts about what you're capable of or maybe you just have a lot of, My husband was very manic through most of his life. He had a lot of energy, he talked a lot and he used it positively. He would come down and do the dishes at 4 o'clock in the morning, he would go for runs at 5 o'clock in the morning, he would you know, get on the computer and I mean so I knew that and I saw that and it, but it wasn't detrimental but then he would have episodes of depression where he would go into such a depression or he'd spend money or make investments in ways that were bad, he would make bad decisions. And that's when I saw the depression. And, and so in the last year and half of his life, what happened to him is, and this is what's so sad, is he had loaned someone millions of dollars that I didn't know about. And thought it was a good investment, but it was really manic, bad decision-making. And he went out and borrowed money that we didn't have, borrowed money on credit cards. Uh, he second-mortgaged our home without telling me. Um, and... and- it was just an ugly nightmare and then the person that he gave millions to came to him and said I'm going to go bankrupt you're not going to get any of your money back mm. and, and this is after me working for 25 years writing books doing Oprah this wasn't just his money this was our money we worked hard for it he took the money out of our kids um, college funds but see he was sick and then he, he and he did he did all of these crazy things and then he felt so bad about what he had done and he came to me and told me and I said You know, we'll we'll sell the company. We'll find a strategic partner. Then he became paranoid and said, we won't be able to sell the company. Someone's trying to steal the company. There's a conspiracy. And then it became a whole thing like the the, the, that beautiful mind. No one knew whether he was right or whether he was crazy. And the thing that's so, so hard, Dr. Pat, as you know, when you have someone in your family who's severely psychotic, paranoid, and seriously mentally ill, you open the door of the house and you feel it. And my poor kids, and you, when you were seventeen, you know when you have a someone living in your house I, I saw this special about six months ago, and i don't watch a lot of t v either, either, but I think it was sixty minutes, and it was about all these young young kids like ten year old twelve year old kids who are schizophrenic, and some really seriously mental ill kids, mentally ill kids, and they'd hospitalize them and then send them home to their parents, and mm-hmm. these oh my God, with these poor yeah. parents. Have to live with. Yeah, I, I don't know how they can.
1: Well, I, and, and let's talk about this for a minute. We're going to skip the break here. There is absolutely, from what I can tell, maybe you know better. Listen to very little support for the families uh, of, of folks that are, are have mental illness. Try now, no support. No support. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be leave a little window there for something that. Well, may be, here's the window. There are some <laughs> wonderful.
2: Wonderful organizations. Go on the internet, look up um, Alliance of Health. Um, There are, you know, there are some wonderful um, support groups for people who've lost loved ones to suicide or for people who think they have a loved one with suicide you know there are some nonprofit organizations that have things on the internet that will help you but 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 the problem is people when when they go to their doctor the coverage for psychiatric or psychological treatment mental illness is very minimal at best and, and for a family forget it and David and I and my kids went to therapy for a year before he took his life and it was extremely expensive and I had to pay it out of my pocket. I think I might have gotten 30 dollars coverage per visit and it was like 400 dollars for I mean five it was and so if I had the money to try to get the help and he still put this life because the people that we were working with didn't have a really you know what they should have done is said, this man needs to go into a facility for six months to a year as i mentioned before so that we can put him on the right medications and make sure it takes a month it takes a month to know whether a medication is going to really work for someone they shouldn't be living at home with a family who doesn't know how to manage that they should be in a facility where there's someone monitoring them daily where someone's giving them intensive therapy and they should probably be there for a minimum of three months to six months to a year until they're stabilized and I'm telling you if that were available and covered to, to, to some degree by insurance we it, it, and that's you and I are talking about this in break yes. all our country cares about there's no compassion it's not about compassion it's all about bottom line so you know what what the, what did they do this this is what makes me crazy is so here we are in the last 4 years the, the rate of suicide is up times 4 okay since the recession started so what do we do in our country we cut the 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 we cut the um, mental health care resources by eight one $1.8 billion. It's like, oh, the rate of suicide is higher than it's been since the Great Depression, but let's cut the resources available for, for mental illness so it even goes up more. And And it's like, if they would just stop and think, hey, if we treated these people who are mentally ill at the onset of the mental illness, we would save so much money in this country, it would be, you know, astounding. And that, and that's what's really, that's the real issue we're dealing with. Because what happens is, when someone's mentally ill, then they can't go to work. Then they start using the, the healthcare system, and it drains the family financially. And then mom can't go to work because she's got to st- stay home and take care of her bipolar husband or her schizophrenic son. And it affects, you know, and then she's running back and forth to the doctor, and they're using medications, and then and they end up in a psych ward where it's really, really expensive, and it ends up costing all of us not only tons of money, but then it like, and I loved what you said. It rolls down into the family. Yes. So not only did my my suicide, my, I'm sorry, my husband's suicide affect my ability to work, and I needed to go to the doctor more, and I needed to go to get therapy. Then my son needed therapy, my daughter needed therapy for three years. My son's been, you know, he's also bipolar as a result of his do- father's death. He's had to go through his own things that have cost me money and the country money and if we would have prevented that suicide they would have saved for my family alone probably a hundred to five I don't know how much hundreds of thousands of dollars and 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 it's it's just it's a, it's a ripple effect as you said yep. and if you could save one person's life you're saving hundreds of thousands of dollars for our country and if they don't see that and they don't see that like you said they're talking about droids
1: they're yeah, just exactly. some drone they're talking about a drone I mean, giant, drone, drone, yeah. I mean what, where, I, you know my, I'm all gonna I'm all over my senators because I, we're just about look folks. you are you kidding me? Are we asleep? And then you and I should actually do a whole nother show on what happens when your benefits switch, to
2: yeah. Medicare. Oh, it's terrible, oh. And, and, and that, as I said, and, and that's the number one leading cause of death in people over 65 is suicide, and the, and the problem is, and, and here's why. Why do people over 65 commit suicide? Because they feel helpless and hopeless, mm-hmm. many of them have lost their jobs, you know, many of them have lost their benefits, they have maybe been diagnosed with cancer or a disease that needs medical treatment and they're not getting the best treatment, you know, they, they, they're, they're going through a time in their life where they're wondering, you know, if they're if they're more trouble than they're worth to their families, you know, what value do they bring to their community? They might have gone through a divorce. They might have lost their job. Um, it's just a really difficult time that time in your life, and then to turn around and not be able to get help for your your struggles when you're depressed. You know, it's 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 just. You know, we live in such an incredible country, and I do want to start there, but our health care system is broken. It's so broken.
1: We do live in a wonderful uh, country, and I think we should mention this. But this is a country that has been based on grassroots movements for so many things, Lucinda. You know this, and I know this. And this now, we're at a place now where this is really needs to become a call to action in so many ways. You know what I want to do? You're <laughs> you're
2: gonna think I'm crazy, but I am yeah. crazy because. But I'm so frustrated. So here I am out here on this book tour, okay? Right, And I'm right. trying to make a difference. And the, and I'm just gonna say it, like. The 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 doctor, doctor Phil doesn't want to talk about this book. Okay. Dr. Oz doesn't want to talk about this book. And why,
1: why do we think that is? You know what?
2: He wants to talk about, let's talk about the green coffee diet. That's way more important. It's like, give me a break. And I'm like, why don't they want, and you know it's a beautiful book and it's well written and I didn't write the book to make money because I I don't need that. Thank God I turned my life around and I talk about how I did that in the book too because I thought I was going to lose everything and go bankrupt. But I'm so offended that these shows don't want they you know what they said? Oh they don't want to talk about suicide. They it's like they don't want to talk about suicide? You know, how about Doctor Drew? He should be talking about this. I mean I mean it's like are you kidding me? I feel like getting a hundred people together who's had family members who've committed suicide and going and picketing the the White House and saying, what are you doing talking about drones? Let's I talk about mental this. illness. You I, come I, with me? I
1: think we should do this. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it. I think I we should do this because I'm, I'm from the look at you know, I'm a little bit older than you, right? I'm from the 60s. It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Didn't the 60s. You, <laughs> you know, this is so funny. You know, Dr. Phil says no, Dr. Dr. Oz says no, but you know what Dr. Pat They're says said yes. No. And, and I
2: hired one of the best PR firms with my own money out of New York City, and we did an incredible <laughs> campaign. And and, and and you would think they would want to talk about a woman who who ran a, a a program for anxiety and depression. Her husband committed suicide. That in itself is a story worth telling, and yep. the fact that... You know, that I couldn't get him the right help. Do they want to talk about it? No. Why not? Because they don't want to talk about suicide. They want to talk about green tea diets. It's like okay, yeah, yeah let's get out uh, there and talk I, about I that. I think
1: we, the, you and I, need to put our heads together in a different way because I, I'm <sighs> with you. I, I, you know, these letters to our senators, you, you know, that's it, not enough. <laughs> I mean, it
2: helps, but we got it. Let's <laughs> go grab some signs and go picket, Dr. Phil. But I, I want to, you know, one thing I want to do before I go. Yes. A couple of things. I went through. I created five stages of moving through trauma, tragedy and loss. But it's also if you've lost a loved one to suicide, these are the five stages you're going to go through. And I have some steps that you can do that I really do believe if you understand these things they'll help. Can I share those with the listeners?
1: We have about a minute. Oh no, then well then, you
2: know what I'm going to do instead? If you Google Lucinda Bassett, Google Lucinda Bassett Truth Be Told. Otherwise you're going to get a lot of stuff that's not, I'm all over the place with the Midwest Center style, but if you Google Lucinda Bassett Truth Be Told, you'll get me. Or go to Lucinda Bassett hyphen TruthBeTold.com, and if you, if you buy the book there, you, you can attend a free seminar I'm giving on uh, the, st- the stages of moving through trauma, tragedy, well, and not
1: Well, why don't you come back? We'll have you back. We'll bring you in my daytime show, okay. uh, my later daytime show, and we'll talk about those stages. Let's call this part one, if we could. <laughs> that How's good. that sound? Okay. Wow. Uh, for those of you out there, this is an important book. This is an important topic. You're you're listening to two people that have been directly affected by suicide and have been directly affected by friends and family that have had a breakdown and have gone through some of the things Lucinda's talking about. You know, this is not a small issue, folks. This is an issue that affects all of us. So I'm, I'm asking all of you, if you haven't read the book, if you haven't read a statistic, if you haven't gone to Lucinda's website, Now is the time. Thank you, Lucinda, for joining me here today.
2: Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful show, and and good luck to you in your future. Uh, You're doing a great thing
1: out there. Thank you. We're going to take take a short break until uh, 10 o'clock Pacific time today when we'll be kicking off another conversation on The Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com and Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW, a.m. 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. There's a great hunger in this world for new lines of thought, because everywhere you look they say that joy can just be bought. So please come and set aside some time to relax from frenetic. Transform your life. It takes a while, but results are magnetic. We aim to grasp the best in life and track the ways we grew. The how, the why, the what, wherefore, all this we share and do. But every now and then, we hope that you will share right back. Transformation Talk Radio wants you to hop on track. So calling all hosts, tall and small, of every size and hue, there's nobody we'd rather have to tell your tale than you. And if you have a tale to tell of how your life is changing, we'd love to hear you on the line, say how you're rearranging. So run, don't walk, to call us now. We'll set you up and show you how.
1: Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Join our radio family. Send us an email, host at TransformationTalkRadio.com or call 1-800-930-2819. Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world. Transformation Talk Radio Call in, connect, make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on air reading with the best. Tune in, transformationtalkradio.com. Hey, everybody, we'll see you there. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Cosmic awesome Connections with Madeline.
1: This is Madeline Gerwig. This is Saskia Roel. You're listening to Your Soul Guidance with me on Transformation Talk Radio. Hey, you guys. This is Lisa Kay, and you're listening to Success and Empowerment Radio.
2: Hello, and welcome to Alive and Shine, Thud and Savitri.
1: Hello. well. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Peggy Parker, and you're listening to Simple Solutions for Everyday Health. Hi, everyone. I'm Christine Upchurch And I'm Sabrina Fritz. And you are listening to Authenticity Rising. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jeff Linaweaver, and you are listening to Dialogue Radio on Transformation Talk Radio.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm CJ Liu, and you're listening to Fire It Up with CJ